Hello everyone, welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kahl and I talk about how you can start, run and sell a bootstrap business. This episode is called Audience Building Through Podcasting. Let's get started. Today I want to share my learnings from a year of intense podcasting. I've been publishing new episodes of the Bootstrap Founder Podcast, this very podcast, for almost a year now, just shy of around 12 months. And at the same time, I've been a guest on more than 20 podcasts that were hosted by other people. So both hosting and appearing on podcasts has changed my life and greatly impacted my audience building. So I'll talk about how you can leverage being on shows and what advantages having your own show brings to your entrepreneurial journey. Being both a guest and running your own podcast requires particular kinds of preparation. I've been on shows where the hosts were underprepared and I've lacked in preparation myself. That's why I'm sharing this with you today. Bad podcasts can be avoided if you make the appropriate preparations. And I'll talk a bit about all the things that I learned both as a guest and as a host and in interacting with other hosts. And maybe some of these tips might actually be helpful. Because you think that being a guest is fairly straightforward. You show up, you talk about your stuff and somebody else does all the work. Well, that's not the case. If you want your appearances on other people's shows to make a difference, you'll need to make sure that several things happen. First, you need to be interesting. That's the most important thing, maybe. But not just as a person, but also in the context of the show you're being invited to. Many podcasts are heavily themed, particularly in the business podcast space. There are just too many shows to be general. So many people who run successful shows have niched down significantly. Like even the most popular shows like the Indie Hackers podcast are very selective in their audience, Indie Hackers, and the people who get interviewed on the show, Indie Hackers themselves. So being interesting therefore has two sides to the same coin. You need to be interesting enough to be considered for the show, and you need to have in interesting things to say once you're actually chatting with the host. The good thing is, that what gets you on shows is also what makes it easy to have a great conversation. And even better, you don't need to be the most successful or even interesting person in your field to be invited onto shows. All you need to do is enough to be on the radar. And I've seen this story happen a lot over the last year. And the last years, even. Like, this hasn't been a 2020 thing, but happened like for the last five years, maybe. Somebody commits to building a new business in public or starting a new thing in public and start documenting their journey. And even though they might not run a mind-blowingly successful business, they are so present in the founder community that podcast hosts in that community who are looking for an interesting story can't avoid running into them. And that's the trick. You don't have to be an expert yet. Just showing that you're actively working on it is enough. People, and I mean the audience, right? They enjoy listening to heroes in the making. And I've listened to shows where people who were just preparing to get started shared their challenges and ideas, and it was super interesting. For me, who's done this stuff before, and still there's interesting stuff to learn from people who are just getting started. And so that really means you don't need to be the expert. You just need to be on your path to being an expert, to be interesting enough to be on people's radar. And why does this work? It works because shows serve particular niches. If you want to be on podcasts, you will need to find those that cater to audiences that would enjoy hearing stories like yours. Finding those shows requires a bit of research, but it can be reliably done by just being part of the audience community. For indie hacking and bootstrapping, just following the most interesting indie founders on Twitter 
will expose you to many conversations that involve interesting podcasts. Transistor FM, the podcast hosting service that I use for the Bootstrap Founder Podcast that you are essentially listening to right now, has a page dedicated to bootstrapping-related shows. So if you were to try and find a bootstrapping-related show to be on, you just find that page and you just chat to the people who run those shows. Follow the community and they will guide you to the shows that might be a good fit for you. And getting on a show won't magically happen. You will have to work. You'll have to ask, right? You'll have to build a relationship with the host. And uh, they should at least have heard of you or seen your name somewhere before you reach out to them. And all of that requires being present and consistently engaging with the community. If you reliably create quality content and engage with people in a meaningful and supportive and uplifting way, you'll be somebody that people want to talk to on the record. They will not be able to avoid you because you'll just be everywhere. At least you have to be, to be on that radar. And that's the core idea. A podcast in itself is a journalistic endeavor, something that makes you recognized as a part of a community once you're on it. It's like an audio version of a magazine article. It's a literal conversation between domain experts. So being featured on a show in your target audience's community or being consumed by them will establish your reputation as somebody worth listening to on shows and outside of shows. And here's why podcasts will help you build an audience. Everybody in the space or most people in the space commonly consumes podcasts. People listen to podcasts while they work, while they cook, do the dishes, while they take the dog for a walk. People will be able to put your voice to your face, something that they likely see on your Twitter avatar or on your blog where you have a photo of yourself, and that will strengthen the digital relationship they have with you. And if you go on enough shows, people will eventually recognize your voice. That will put you on a pedestal in a community. The second effect of being on podcasts that I want to mention is something that I didn't expect to happen for myself being on so many shows, but it actually happened. It's that you get to meet and converse with very well-connected podcast hosts. And that is very interesting because it, leading up and following the taping of a show, you'll just be chatting with your host via email, and that establishes some sort of pre-warmed communication channel that you can tap into at some later point. And honestly, podcast hosts know a lot of interesting people when they have interview shows or even when they're just really well-established in the community, and they're often quite happy to connect the people they interview. So by tapping into a podcast host network, you'll become part of this community where you can just ask them, well, can you connect me with this guy who runs this startup? I want to work with them or I want to have a chat on how they did their pricing. And if you've been on a show, it's much easier to get to that. Just being able to tap into the network. So podcasting is, in essence, networking. First at scale, by just putting yourself out there for hundreds of thousands and maybe millions to hear And then by just building this little personal network with influential people in the podcasting space. So honestly, just start now. No matter how how far away from the actual stardom you are, if you just started or if you're in the middle of building a business or if you've sold your seven successful SaaS business, consider reaching out to podcasters and have a chat on their shows. At worst, you'll have a nice conversation or let's say you'll have a conversation with someone, right? That's the worst that can happen. And at best, You put yourself and your work and your mission out there. And among the many who listen, there'll be that one special person or business who will open a door that you never thought you'd be able to walk through. So let's get more practical. Let me just give you a couple of tips on how to prepare as a podcast guest. 
Okay, let's imagine you've chatted with a host and they invite you to their show and you've started emailing back and forth. And now a couple of weeks from now, there's the recording. You got the link, you got the, I don't know, Zoom link or the Skype name or whatever. And now you're sitting there thinking about how you can prepare for the show. Here's what I would do. And here's what I did, which is why I recommend it. You listen to at least three or four episodes of the show. Just really the most recent one and the ones uh, before that. You'll learn a lot about the host, the audience, and how conversations work on that particular show, and how long the show is, what the segments are. You know, it's, it's just, you get a feeling for the show. And then you make a little cheat sheet with things you want to cover in your conversation, among other things. But just make a little, take a piece of paper and write down um, the, the main topics that you want to talk about. When I prepared for appearing on the Indie Hackers podcast, I had a full page of notes were things I considered interesting to talk about. And honestly, as somebody who has trouble recalling names, I'm not really good with names, I wrote down the people who influenced me most, who wrote the books that I found most interesting, so I could mention them correctly if needed, because I didn't want to mess that up on the show. Right? Even though in many cases, people who are um, experienced podcast hosts will allow you to re-record certain segments if you mess them up. I just really want to have a flowing, ongoing conversation. So I just want to have everything out there uh, on a piece of paper should I need a reference, right? And that piece of paper is really, really valuable because on that cheat sheet, you can write down your first line, your opening line. Most podcast hosts open the show the same way, which you'll have learned by listening to a few episodes. And you can pre-write a couple initial responses like, thank you for having me or great to be on the show. Trust me when you're nervous, Getting this first line right is a massive boost to your on-air confidence. And honestly, also as a non-native English speaker, I'm not really that fluent in responding to like these little things, little openings. Like As a German speaker, I'm still having trouble not telling people how I actually feel when they ask me how I'm doing. Right when they just use it as a casual conversation opener, because in Germany that actually would mean telling people what your current situation is. But in most uh, English-speaking countries, it's just a casual greeting. So these little things for people who speak English as a second language, it's much easier to deal with this if you have a couple sentences written on a piece of paper that you can just use, depending on what you get asked, and you get that opening line right, and the rest of the conversation flows so much better. Right? And the same goes for your last line, because there's always this, where can people find your line, right? Most hosts will ask you where listeners can find out more about the guests. So be ready to drop your best links and social media accounts there. Just pre-formulate it. Just tell people, um, yeah, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter at blah, 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 and I have a book out there, or my SAS is this, and you can go to blah, 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 and, and just really have that stuff written down so you can just easily quote yourself. So super useful. And if you're bad with names, as I am, write down the full name of the host in the corner of your piece of paper. I sometimes forget who I'm talking to, honestly, when I'm in the middle of a 20-minute tangent on something that I really need to talk about. So it's super helpful to have their names on my little cheat sheet. And honestly, just being personal with the host, mentioning them by name, right? Saying, well, thank you, Cortland. Yeah, talking about uh, Cortland Allen, who was on the Indie Hackers show. Doing that makes this a much more personal conversation. So having access to the name, should you forget it quickly, um, in, a, in a like a hot minute of a conversation, it's just nice to have it there. And um, moving away from the cheat sheet here, if you've listened to a number of shows, you will eventually understand the host interview style. And that's very important because some people ask leading questions 
that they kind of expect you to answer in a certain way. And some explore concepts deeply by asking follow-up questions. Some hosts are super strict with the script. They just really want you to answer the questions that they have. And then some don't mind going off, off topic at all. And knowing how your host expects the conversation to go will allow you to phrase your responses fittingly. And the goal of a good podcast episode is to have an enlightening and relaxed conversation. And you can prepare for that by making it easy to talk to you, right? By having flow, by being in this state of conversational flow and knowing how a podcast host does this conversation, how they treat their guests, that makes it so much easier to just slightly nudge your own conversation style into a compatible direction. On many shows, the host might ask you a a couple specific questions that they ask every single guest, every single show. Usually a lightning round or an opening or closing question. You can prepare for that way ahead of time. Just know what they're going to ask and put those responses on your cheat sheet too. Makes it super easy and super impressive, honestly, to go through the lightning round quickly and with well-designed, quick and condensed answers. So that's just a little bit of respectful preparation, right? To know what's come what's coming and how you can respond to it. Um, One thing that I feel is extremely important is understanding who's listening. Because you have a conversation with a podcast host, but who's who's an expert in the space most of the time? And they've talked to dozens, maybe hundreds of successful people in the space. But you need to know who is listening to the show, not just who you're talking to. So check out the show's reviews and what people in your audience community are saying about the podcast. A good trick here is to ask who is their favorite guest on that particular show. And then listening to the most commonly mentioned episodes. People love sharing their favorite shows and their favorite episodes of a show. So by getting like the feeling for how those famous, eh, those, those kind of famous episodes work, you'll figure out what people gravitate to and what they really like. If you can provide something similar yet different, unique to you, you might be the person they mention next time somebody asks for their favorite show. So that's a great opportunity to get the feeling, get the vibe of the show. And adjusting to the theme of the show is also important. I talked about the kind of niching thing earlier, right? And I've been on business podcasts that focus exclusively on idea validation. Well, there I talk about my experiences with the preparation stages of my businesses and how I validated things and how I messed up and what mistakes I made. And then I was on a show called Writer on the Side, which is about people writing as like a side hustle, where I spoke about my book and the publishing process and how it fits into my greater strategy. I was on a show, um, a technical podcast, where I talked about how I built a SaaS using specific technologies. You don't have to tell the same story every time. And your business and your life story and what you're doing has many, many angles. And even if you talk about the same story, to share the same story, a new anecdote can teach those who've heard your story before a new and meaningful lesson. So just really fit the theme and adjust. You can do this mid-conversation. You can like write a second cheat sheet. If you go on a second or third show that has a more specific theme, just be present in the show and understand who you're talking to and what they expect to hear about most. And then finally, promote the show. Like once you're done taping and once the episode is out, just make sure to share a link with your audience and share it over the next couple of days, maybe a week, once or twice a day, because people, you know, go to social media on different days. Give people a chance to get to know you through the show. And that's maybe the more important part. Give the host of the show a chance to get to know your audience. 
right? They have you on the show, so you get exposure and you share the show, so they get exposure into your own community. Those would be the tips for being a guest. I guess there's many, many more that I'll probably come up with in the future, but those are the most important ones right now. Now that I look at being on 20 something shows over the past 12 months. And now maybe let me share my experience with running a podcast myself. It's been an interesting journey for sure. And at some point, I think I, I had a couple sponsors, maybe for five or eight ish episodes. And that was very insightful. And even with just a couple hundred listeners, my podcast was interesting enough for them to spend a couple hundred dollars. It was really nice. Balsamic sponsored the show and um, Outsider sponsored the show. It was really, really cool. I just read the ads during the show and I got paid. It was fairly easy. And I eventually stopped accepting sponsors because I really wanted to focus on just sharing my story. And it also makes editing easier not to have that part in there because as you can probably tell, I'm doing a one-take show um, almost every single time. I don't edit. I just really talk the whole time. And then I finish it and I upload it. It's a stream of consciousness thing. Um, but it was fairly easy to find people to sponsor the show. And like I said, my podcast is not an interview show, right? If you would do interviews, there would be more editing and more work, more organizational, more scheduling. But if I were to categorize what I'm doing, I'd say it's a stream of consciousness reflection of past, present, and future endeavors in my entrepreneurial life. And that makes preparing for the show super easy. I might take a couple notes or maybe write down a few phrases, but most of the time I just start recording and talk about what I want because that's my show and I can do whatever, right? And that's really nice. <laughs> that's um, enjoyable. But honestly, shows like this are not the most popular ones. People gravitate to conversations, not lectures. So if you want to build an audience around yourself, I recommend interviewing people on your show. Eventually, I think I'm going to do that like starting yeah, mid, mid next year or something once I'm like done writing my next book. But it doesn't matter, right? If you have people interview uh, and interview them on your show, fresh content is available for every conversation every single week. You can tape a couple shows in advance and I highly recommend that just really due to scheduling things. And then you can leverage your guest reputation to drive draft traffic to your show. And once you have a big show, you can also give your reputation to your guests to appear on the show. Like it's, it's a give and take and it's really, really nice. It opens up a lot of opportunities. And since I've interacted with a lot of podcast hosts, podcast hosts that interviewed me, let me point out a few things that you can prepare as a host to make the show better. Because I've, I've run into a couple of things that didn't work as well as they should have. So let me start. Do your homework. Research your guests. Most important thing. Check out their websites and social media profiles. There's nothing worse for a podcast guest than talking to a host who doesn't know the basics of your story. And luckily, this rarely happened to me, but I've been on a few shows where I needed to explain certain things that a host could have found out by reading a couple of paragraphs on my homepage. Just really in preparation. Right? I will still be happily talking about this on the show, but particularly in the pre-show conversations, it's quite the letdown if the host is completely clueless. And it's a sign of respect to do preliminary research as a host and as a guest as well, and skipping that leaves a better taste. Just really want to mention this, because this is very, very important. Then also skip the surprises. If you have a lightning round on your show where you ask every guest the same quick answer questions, communicate this way ahead. Not every guest will have the time to pick up on your show specifics all the time. Don't surprise them. And if you plan to ask particular questions, questions that might need some research and answering, communicate those as well. Just send an email with what is going to happen in the show. If it's just going to be a conversation, say that. If it's going to be like a script, 
you have these seven questions that you need to get in and you only have 20 minutes to answer them, tell people. Allow them to have expectations. And since we're already talking about a script, your script is a guideline. It's not a manual. If you have questions prepared, consider going off script if the conversation takes an interesting turn. Don't stick to the script all the time. People tune in for a good chat, right? People listening to your podcast, they want to have a nice conversation. They don't want a well-followed script. It's not what they tune in for. Find podcast hosts who have interesting and engaging interview styles and imitate them. Just figure out how they work. How do they pick up a conversation? How do they slowly, gently guide tangential conversations back to what they want to talk about without completely changing the subject? Interviewing is a skill, and as such, it can be improved upon, and you can learn from great hosts. Again, Cortland Allen of the Indie Hackers podcast, he is extremely talented at having a conversation, unearthing the interesting little nuggets, but not forcing you to respond to certain questions. He's extremely conversational, and he'll ask follow-up questions that are both referring to the thing you just talked about and guiding into an answer or into a question that he wants to ask about next. This can be learned, and you can... You, essentially, you can learn this by just really writing down the questions that people ask, that hosts ask on their shows. Just really take a moment, maybe go into um, the the show notes if people have a transcript of their show and just really read the way they phrase questions. It's an interesting exercise for a host. And I'm doing this in preparation to eventually interviewing people on my show. And I know I'm not going to be good at it in the beginning, but I'll get there and I'm just going to learn it from the pros. What pros also do is sending out information and not just about the script and about what is going to happen, but also how it's going to happen, the technical part of the recording. If you use Skype, hand over your Skype name so that people can connect. If you use Zoom or web-based recording portals like Zencast or Squadcast, make the link available huh? ahead of time and tell people what kind of technical equipment you recommend, like what kind of microphones, what kind of headphones, just so if they have a choice, they can make the right one. Give them a few tips on how they can make the recording environment suitable for the conversation. Because many guests will not have appeared on podcasts before, and things like microphone quality or environmental noise may not be at the forefront of their minds. They just may not have experience with it. So give them some kind of tips and clues so they can make this a nice experience that means less editing for you as a host and just really a more enjoyable conversation for the both of you. Another organizational thing is send out invites. Honestly, uh, don't expect people to keep the recording that you schedule five weeks in advance on their minds. Make it easy to put it into calendars by sending calendar invites best through the recording tool you use, right? If you have a Zoom integration or Calendly or stuff like that, you can kind of bundle them so that people who are invited to the show get an email that have has like a little calendar button where you can add it to your calendar and also has the link to the recording URL already in there. That is super important because I've been invited to a couple of shows where people just send me an email saying, hey, next Wednesday at two. And I say, sure. And then next Wednesday at 1.55, I'm like, oh, is there anything I need to do? Ah, no. And then at 2.10 or something, they send me an email. Are you coming? You know, like it's it's my fault. But if you are a host and you want stuff to work, you need to make sure that people um, are still aware of what's happening. And that's why I really, really hope that as a host, you send out invites and honestly, just remind people a day before the recording. Send them another email a follow-up or saying, I hope you're doing well. I'll call this tomorrow to, um, here is the link again. It's really, you do this like a couple times a week, 
that email can save you from wasting half an hour. And if your guests have forgotten the event, they'll now be aware of it. And if people need to reschedule, you'll now have their full attention. Right? It's just really, really courteous and useful and will make your life easier in this as well. So let, let me just summarize this because all these tips, as pragmatic as they are, um, they really only work if you're actually doing it, if you actually are a guest on a podcast or if you're hosting your own. I think it's incredibly rewarding to be in the podcast game. Being both a guest and a host are delightful activities and they'll make you stand out in your community. I highly recommend it. It's just really fun to have conversations with people um, that you usually just hang out with on Twitter or you read their articles or you see their updates, stuff like that. It's really nice to have a meaningful conversation. You get to share what you know. And even if you're just starting out, you get to share what you learn. And the people who host or are your guests, they get to share what they know. And you just learn. You learn from a conversation like that. So I really, really recommend it. Go into the podcasting space, do your own thing, or become a guest on podcasts that you always wanted to be a guest on. Just reach out. Who knows what's going to happen, right? So go right ahead. Thank you for listening to the Booster Founder Podcast today. You can find me on Twitter at Avid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-E-H-L. And you can check out the blog at thebootsterfounder.com. You can find my book, Zero to Sold, at zerotosoldbook.com. If you have any questions about this episode, reach out on Twitter or send an email to arvid at thebootsterfounder.com. If you want to support me and the Bootster Founder podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. It'll help other founders, founders-to-be, find the podcast and learn more about sharing, running, and selling their Bootster businesses. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.